Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Your Abby, dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill advised. This is ill advised. Hi, Beths. Hello. Hello, and welcome. Welcome to Ill Advice. The podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Yep. Uh, you're getting sloppy in your old age, Beth. <gasps> you're only very few months behind me, sir. Listen, months are months. Not when you don't know how many months are going by. Uh, I'll catch up in four months. For your second birthday. For my se- my second birthday, yes. <laughs> we'll never we'll never get past that. No. How you doing? Why do I feel like we've never done this before? I know. Did we take time off? No. Uh, we didn't record our own episode. Oh well, we still we did. did. We did, but we did. I guess we'll start with updates then. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Can yeah. I say a quick update? Yeah, of course, you can. My nephew was just born yesterday. <laughs> Oh, he's so, so adorable. Excited. Congratulations. He's so perfect. I know. Congratulations to your brother, too. I can't believe I actually didn't text him. I need to. Yeah. That's terrible of me. <sighs> what? what kind of biff are you? A cunty one. <laughs> Not what I was thinking, but <laughs> you said My it. shoe fits. <laughs> Big old feet. Big biff. old cunt. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. I think we've been over this we before. We can say whatever we want. Okay. As long as I'm not referring to a woman that way, I'm fine. Yes. Okay. Agreed. I am totally okay with it. You identify as male. <laughs> yes. So yes, I do. as well. <laughs> I do. Well, it depends on the time of day. But yes. Fair um, enough. On most occasions. We are on the same cycle. We are. We are. Are we, are. Are we ragging right now? No. Good. Because finished. I'm in a really good mood. It's 73 just degrees outside. No. And inside. And inside. And inside. I decided I was going to wear white today and roll up my pants like I'm wearing capris because I have nothing better to do. Yeah. Except sit by my computer at work and watch the shit show unfold. Other than that. Gotta love it. I was just really excited. I was like, I'm going to wear a white tee. I'm going to roll my pants. I'm going to wear my nice little shoes that my boyfriend got me for my birthday last year. And I'm just going to enjoy this weather. And I was freezing inside the house. (laughs) Yes, that house is cold. It's cold, but <laughs> outside it was beautiful. So mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I know it is gorgeous out finally. Um, a quick wellness check before our updates. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm actually doing a lot. Well, I don't want to say better. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am actively working through some things. Um, I am working on forgiving myself. But also being proud of myself. Doing both so, at the same yeah, time. It's a bit contradicting. That's well, they're two very big endeavors. Yeah, but also contradicting. How can I feel proud of myself if I'm trying to forgive myself from yeah. some shit? I mean <laughs> so it also depends on those topics too. Uh it's acknowledgement is what it really comes down to. But mm-hmm. I just think that those two subjects alone are just huge to take on one at a time yeah that you're like are you like worried at all about spreading yourself then doing that or is that like part of the process is it you know acknowledging both of those where you need to forgive yourself and kind of where you can be proud of yourself and you know i'm trying to say finding that sweet spot i do know what you're trying to say um honestly i think my focus is on working on feeling proud of myself and that allows me to forgive myself. Okay, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's kind of where, because if I was just like, I just need to forgive myself, I'm not going to feel very proud of myself and how far I've come and what I've had to endure the last year, if not four years. And I like, so I'm, my mind is like, be fucking proud of yourself. Be like, fucking Not proud only of did you make it, but like, you're doing good. It's not like you just coasted through it. Like you're actually doing good. And that's that's allowing me to like, hey, I just need to forgive myself. And like, it is what it is. I'm actively working through things. And you know what I mean? So. Yep. That's amazing shit right there. Yeah, thanks. No, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Well, yeah, I, I would say that 
like we go through these ebbs and flows, right? Peaks and valleys, like yep. of the way that we feel and um, kind of tying together those two things is actually, it's genius in my opinion, because I don't think I would have ever, you know, put those two things together, like try to work on one and, and seeing the result on the other side. But then that just kind of adds to that pride, right? Where you're like able to forgive yourself and you've come to that conclusion and now you feel better about yourself, not just because you're going through the process, but also because, you know, you can add a little bit more to that pride because you forgave yourself. Right. It's like a continuous, it's like you're, you're kind of feeding into yourself, which yeah. is in a positive way, which I think is really great. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Good. Yeah. What Excellent. about you? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I um, I don't know how to say this without giving away our ill-advised news. So can we jump there first and then come back? Absolutely. So do you want to say it? I mean, no. it's pretty great. You're going to say it better than I will. Okay. We had the absolute supreme privilege of recording an episode with the Consent to Treat podcast with Rachel Sievers. Yeah. Where we did a um, couples counseling session. Yep. Um, and it was actually very eye-opening for me. Um, Absolutely, me too. And uh, you can check that out. That just aired this past Monday. So um, Consent to Treat podcast. I recommend, we've talked about it on the air before. I think it's a fantastic podcast. It's so brilliant. It it's is so brilliant. brilliant. It's fantastic. You actually start to root for these people who are going through therapy and overcoming these obstacles. Yes, and because it's, it's just, real life people. It's real life people. Like this is my type of reality TV. You yes. know what I mean? Like that's what I, TV. That's what I mean. This podcast is just so brilliant. It's brilliant. Like I've never heard of that before. So it's wonderful. And Rachel is just so spectacular she in the really way she articulates. She so be sure to follow her on social media. She's on um, social media as Rachel M. Sievers, but you can find her podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hopefully sometime soon, we'll have her on our podcast yes. to, correct us <laughs> correct you <laughs> correct me actually I know. no because you were the the columnist i'm the columnist yeah no so i was actually thinking about that on the way here because well not because anything but other than just having participated in that podcast but i was thinking about how the dynamic's gonna work because you're like very like in tune psychologically like you're you haven't had clinical experience but you're very good at it and you're working toward getting that experience, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. And I'm just like a person that has interest. You're very logical in like. Sure. I think I'm just interested and in tune with other people maybe. But you're definitely in tune with other people, but you're also, yeah, I guess that's the only word I have for you. Like well, logical. Well, thank you. Like, <laughs> I'll, think, I'll take it. Like you'll come up with things that I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, right. That That's makes like, sense. But we balance each other out that way too, which I think is really great. But yeah. I was just like, we're going to have the clinical, then the pseudo clinical, and then me. And I'm just like, should I be intimidated or super excited? Super excited. I'm super excited. So excited. But it's just kind of weird. Like, I'm, I don't know, Rachel's totally going to judge me. I was like, but I'm owning this part about me that like, I'm not a professional. I don't she's research super not this regularly. Judge you. No, but she's also, not going you're to. You're never way off the mark. No, no, Ever. not terribly. <laughs> Maybe one time. <laughs> not terribly. But yeah, no, you're like I'm like the I don't know, you're you're you've come from the the you know, the more psychologic perspective, things that you've researched and things that you're doing for school and and just things that you've been in tune with your whole life that literally translate into your passion. And I'm just going based off of the things that I'm doing like for myself, he, yeah. you know, and yeah. that I think everyone could benefit from. Absolutely. But fuck do I know? I'm not I'm Which... just an advice columnist. <laughs> 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 but one of the things that we had there, and it's kind of a teaser of the episode, is, you know, we were talking about us and ourselves and what we wanted to see ourselves in the future. And we talked about or Rachel had brought up, you know, what I'm hearing from you guys is you want to be somebody different in the future. And the and that triggered a reaction in me. And the first thing I thought was like, no, I'm happy with me. I'm happy with who I am. I'm not saying no to advancement and growth. Right. What I'm saying is like, I don't want to lose this like very open, very grown up, if you will, person. Yeah. You know, the way that we've, ex that I've expanded like emotionally and intellectually. Yeah. But I mean, again, I'm still open to like, let me become a better person than who I am today. I just don't want, I want to hang on to that humanity that I have. 
Absolutely. And I don't want to lose that because I become more enlightened. I don't know if that's really a thing. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like, oh, I love that pseudo ignorance I have in me. (laughs) 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 But what I am saying is that I like who I've become. And I I am looking forward to being, if, if somebody different, then somebody more enlightened, but still in touch with who I am right now. Yeah. Because I I am not in touch with the person I was back in the day. Not to a degree, yes, but not like, you know, I've changed for the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah. And so I was able to bring that to my counseling session this week with Fred. And we talked about that. And I was like, because one of the things I was left with was like, Fred, am I okay being happy with who I am, but being unhappy of where I am? And he did this exercise with me. Yeah. That I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Where I had to give him a 90-second introduction of myself of all of the hard things in my life. And I have never Current scrambled. hard things? That I've gone through in my entire life. Oh, in your whole life. Things that I feel it's important for somebody to know about me, but in 90 seconds. Yikes. And then I did the same thing of all the good things in my life, like the positive yeah. outcomes in my life. Yeah. And I flew through that. I spun every negative thing into something complete, into something like there was a full circle. And I was just like, fuck, I can be unhappy with where I am. I can be like, I I can be happy with who I am and still strive for better. I am okay to not necessarily be proud of where I've come from, not, not where I've come from, I'm proud of where I've come from, like where I've been, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I can still strive for that better person at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just, it was an eye-opening exercise. And I think everyone should talk to their psychologists 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 about it yeah and that's my update i'm that's sorry that was awesome. very long <laughs> so are you see i i have a i had an internal response when you were saying that you're not happy where you are mm-hmm. i think it's that goes against like all of my own personal beliefs really yeah like you need to be okay where you are no i'm okay where i am um it's okay to want I'm not, more. I want to adjust. Yeah, I'm just not, this, I don't I feel fulfilled to. with where I am. And this is not my entire life. This is just certain areas of my life. Just little yeah. little things that I can pick at here and there. And that's what this this assignment yeah. made me realize. Is that you're not like generally unhappy. Right. There are just areas in your life that you feel that you can improve. And you've just proved that you can do that. Mm. You've proved that you've done that. Yep. Yeah, so, you've proved that you've done that. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's like shit you know, though. And that's what gets me. That's the point of therapist. I know. That's what gets me, though. It's like shit you already know. Yeah, yeah. Like I am fucking great. Right. Why don't I fucking acknowledge <laughs> right. that? Right, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I'm not full of myself. No. Fred's full of me. No. But like, <laughs> no. Okay, that was so wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. I was waiting for that. I was going to say sorry, Colin. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, we've done our updates. We've done our wellness checks. Anything else you want to contribute to this mess of an introduction? No, I think it's a good introduction. Okay. Let's move on to the important things, shall we? Let's. Wine? Yes, please. All right. Let's go to France again. The truth is, is that I went right for the refrigerator section. Yep. Because this weather. Yes. And I just wanted something cold. Yes. And then I looked and looked and looked and I was like, I'm not drinking Riesling. I'm not drinking Moscato. And this was beautiful rosé from 2021 called X, right? Is that what we (laughs) determined? Yes. It's um, Vigne de Provence. A-I-X. Yeah. Coteau d'Aix en Provence. Whatever that means. Please Perfect. send it to me. Yeah. X Rosé is a premium Provence Rosé made with dedication and passion. Enjoy the notes of soft, ripe summer fruits such as watermelon and strawberries. Ooh. Shall we? We shall. Let's shall. Cheers. I like it. I do too. Oh, actually got strawberries in the aftertaste. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you know? You don't eat fruit. You're not allowed to. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I do really like it. I think we're going to have a lot of this this summer. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely is a summer drink. It is. It's um, $19.99 a bottle. Sometimes it's worth spending the extra $10 on a bottle of wine, people. Have your regulars. Have your go-to. Spend your $8.99. I would. 
I do. (laughs) And then as you go out and enjoy yourself a little bit more, pick up a bottle of X. Yep. And if you can't find it, find a website that'll send it to you. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. We have a new columnist. We do. I don't know where these puppies are coming from. And I'm like, oh, they must be new. And they've been releasing shit since the early 2000s. So Yeah, because Google just gives us the same seven. Over and over and over. Over and over. And I honestly, um, I Googled advice columns first dates because I was listening to this new podcast with uh, Jamila Jamil. She's been on a bunch of TV shows, but one of them is like The Good Place. And she's played Tahani, I forgot her last name, in The Good Place. But people are familiar with her. I, mm-hmm. I know you're not. It's not your kind of TV. But she's hilarious as a human being. Oh, yeah. And I, I just came across it. And she's talking to a bunch of people, comedians, celebrities, and stuff about their first dates. Oh, and, that actually sounds Or good. not their first dates, but their bad dates. Sorry, did I say it was called bad dates or first dates? You mentioned first dates. Okay, it's called bad dates. Oh, that's even better. They're so funny. There's only a few that's episodes so out. Catch up. They're so funny. Oh, that sounds um, great. And they say the funniest shit ever. I never thought I'd hear. It was just so funny to hear her say stuff about like blowing people off like blowing a guy or you know even these other celebrities where you're just like you're just like you guys say dick (laughs) (laughs) you're human you're what (laughs) so i I don't know it's just funny so it's if you can catch it catch it but that's how i found this advice columnist who coincidentally is right in our backyard Ah. in boston it's called love letters and there's also a podcast i have not caught it yet but i encourage everyone to because these questions are great um i don't know about the responses but the questions are great (laughs) um love letters on boston.com from what i can gather the person is her name is meredith this first one is from june 16th of 21 he doesn't want to spend time with his son Ooh, ready ready hi meredith I'm really at a loss and I feel like no matter what I do, it will be wrong. I've been with my boyfriend for about two years and he is incredibly kind, supportive, and loving. We have so much fun together and while we have issues here and there, we're usually pretty good about talking things through and finding solutions, except when it comes to his six-year-old son. Mm. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He acts almost coldly towards him and takes no initiative, which I find so hard to reconcile with how he is as a partner. When we first started dating, he didn't talk about his son much. And then as time went on, he seemed resistant to us meeting. But I sort of assumed he was being protective of him. Plus, his ex has primary custody and the pandemic made things harder logistically. I ended up meeting his son, seeing them together only a handful of times before he and I moved in together about six months ago. Now I see that he just isn't a very involved father. It breaks my heart not only because his son is so sweet and silly, but also because my own father was absent and it had a bit, big impact on my life. Oh. He says he doesn't like being with his son because it's exhausting. And yes, he can be a bit unruly, but isn't that just how kids are? I try to suggest activities we can do together where his oh son can God. run around and get his energy out, but my boyfriend tells me to stay out of it because I'm not a parent. Oh... He and his ex have a very bitter relationship, so sometimes I wonder if this is at the root of this. I've suggested they try therapy, but my boyfriend said it would be like couples therapy and that it's weird for me to suggest it. He's re- That's so funny. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. Very, like, on the, like, great timing. <laughs> He's recently started talking about marriage, and even though when it's just the two of us, I feel fulfilled and loved, I honestly don't think I could marry someone who chooses not to be involved with their child. Do I demand that we spend more time with his son? I would be devastated, but I'm not sure I can stay in this relationship if he won't step up, let alone consider having kids with him. What's the difference between an ultimatum and telling him the behavior that I just can't accept, hoping for a solution? (sighs) Did it mention how long she's been with him? They moved in together after six months. Oh, they moved in together six months ago. So we don't know how long they've actually Uh, been together? With my boyfriend for two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot to say. Go, Biff, go. As a baby mama. Don't hold back, baby mama. Um, As you were reading this, the only thing I could think of was that he's a bitter baby dad. Really? And he's taking it out on his child. Oh. That was like, before you even, because she, she actually even said something about, like, 
the ex the relationship with his ex is not good like it's bitter it's yeah. rocky so but before you even got to that part all i could think of was that he's he's bitter he's angry whatever went down and he's holding it against his child which fucking run yeah i mean i didn't i didn't get bitter baby dad but well I i'm think coming I from just... a baby mom yeah i have a child i've i have a baby dad mm-hmm so just from that perspective where it's like if my daughter's father and I aren't getting along, he'll he'll tend to call her less. Mm-hmm. Not that he disregards right. her and goes on, but if him and I are like actively not getting along or arguing, he he does tend to just call less or which I don't know if I don't know if I don't feel like that's a direct reflection of his relationship with my daughter mm-hmm. because if him and i aren't getting along i don't want to answer his phone call for my daughter right you know what i mean right so i think that's where for me that's where i went where is that he just despises his child's mother and is act and in and that is directly affecting his relationship with his child okay and that just is a so immature Right? That's not something she has right to be wary. Right. Especially considering having children with mm-hmm. him. Like, if he does it to her, he will do it to you. Right. You know what I mean? That's just the best indicator of future behavior is path. Right. He's got to kind of break that pattern he's in gotta, order for that outlook to. Change. He's got to be aware that, A, that's what he's doing and right. that's where it's stemming from. But then he has to actively work on that and improve that in his child's old six, six, six years yeah. of justifying why you're not being a father. Yeah, he says he's just a handful. That's like not a thing. It's not a, that's well, not a thing. Yes, your yes, children are a handful. That's that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, that's, uh, that's I wasn't not. disagreeing with that. I was I was actually thinking ahead in my in in the way that I reacted to it, where it's like we know uh, we know he's a handful. I was going to say like, how do we translate the handful to like a bitter baby dad? But then I kind of answered my own question, where it's just like people in those positions make excuses too, right? You know, and right. it's it, it's irrational, right? Irrational because excuses right. because, because they just don't have a defense. Yeah. Right. Right. Is that logically like? Yeah. Is that okay to put out? Yes. I got just somebody who wants to be a deadbeat, but that what you're saying kind of plays into that. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it directly plays into that. It's justifying of, him being yeah. a deadbeat. I guess you've you've got to take the steps to be a deadbeat, right? Just like you need to take steps to be an active parent, you need to take steps to be a deadbeat. There are things or a series of events that lead you to that designation or title. So I guess I just never, I'm just like, he's a deadbeat. No, he's bitter. And he's about to be a deadbeat. If he's not already. But apparently he's involved in some capacity. So he's not totally deadbeat just yet. I am going to disagree. (laughs) I was just trying to find a little just, silver line. I know. <laughs> just a small one. I, I know. And I'm sorry. I am the rain cloud for yes, this one. Yes, this you are. This is a no-go. This is a run. And absolutely don't have children with him, for the love of God. Yeah. So she's asking about the difference between an ultimatum and telling him that his behavior is just unacceptable. Which you can't... The difference between both so of them is... An ultimatum is an ultimatum about boundary is this doesn't work for me mm-hmm. you know the reality mean? if you want to be a deadbeat fine like we're either going to hang out with your child more or we're not my boundary is this is just not okay on so many different levels and it's not somebody i want in my life and damn sure not somebody i want to have children with yeah like you said the, that relationship is indicative of What's gonna happen yes. with them? Yes, you'll you know, have a child with him, you and definitely he'll don't probably want be kids great. With this person. And then, God forbid, you guys break up or things start getting rough. He's out. But then I think about those people who like leave their families behind, stop seeing their kids, and have new families and live happy, fulfilling lives with them and their new kids. And that's yeah. You know, 
yeah is but that, is that still playing into the bitterness too then yeah yeah i think yeah but that's also something for her to think about like if he's able to just disown a whole entire family and create a, this new one like the other one doesn't exist like that's just not a character i you know yeah. what i mean and no, then I my children to are gonna grow up and be like oh i have 35 year old siblings that i didn't know existed right you know what i mean yeah, so I think it's not necessarily a case of an ultimatum or like things have to change or things like that because I don't want to say that your relationship or his relationship with his kid is not her business, but along those same lines, she's not going to change that relationship because she wants it. Right. To make her feel better about, about being making with him. a decision to be with him. Yeah. So the real response, yeah. the real question is here: like, do I stay with him? Exactly. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. That yeah. makes total sense. And I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Pack your shit and go. Please. You moved in after six months. I mean, and forcing him to try to be a dad. Then again, just I can't talk. To, <laughs> just to justify you staying in a relationship with him is not going to work. No, and it's not fair to you. You're getting your own hopes up. You are. You are. That's a good point. And that's really protect yourself a little bit here. Respect yourself a little bit here. Tell yourself the truth. Be honest oh, with yourself. That fucking hurts. Be honest with that yourself. Tell yourself the truth. Yeah. Fucking hurts. It really fucking does. I don't think you've ever put it that bluntly. Yeah. I well, I just fucking tell myself the truth fucking so I can cheers. forgive myself. It sucks to be grown up. God damn it. So you want to get to the response on mm. this one? It starts with a quote. I definitely do. Are you ready? Tell yourself the truth. <laughs> quote, I honestly don't think I could marry someone who chooses not to be involved with their child. Mm. End quote. Well, yeah, there it is. Sorry. I do like to remind people that some parents are fantastic when a kid is 10 or 14. Not everyone is great with little ones, but he's barely even showing up right now. And you're not okay with it. Also, his resistance to getting help the idea that therapy on behalf of his child to be a better parent is a quote weird suggestion doesn't bode well for what might happen when the two of you have problems. This is about so much more than his son. It's about how he relates to the world outside of your house and whether you can live in it. Also quote, let alone consider having kids with me quote, you don't want to do that with him. Mm. The man treats you well, but if having children is on the table, he's not the right partner. You're already so stressed about his boundaries and how he behaves when things aren't easy. I know you want a solution here, but an ultimatum isn't it. He has to want to do the thing, whether it's therapy or spending time with his own child. You could ask about therapy for the two of you, which could be revealing, but you can also believe him when he tells you who he is. I know this isn't the happy answer. Again, I'm sorry, Meredith. Good answer, Meredith. Perfect answer. Yeah. Really perfect answer and we didn't even address the therapy thing maybe we didn't have to but that's brilliant and that's that part right there like tell yourself the truth or believe him when he tells you believe, who he is yeah, yeah yeah be honest with yourself fuck yeah fuck i know at the end of the day it's like it doesn't boil down to any one but our fucking selves it's so insane to think about it in that way like we are at where we are at in our lives Ugh. good or bad because of ourselves nobody else our decisions our choices fuck yeah yeah yep and that's it yep there's another fuck for the fcc <laughs> next question yuckst <laughs> okay this one is for is from December seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Ooh, we going back in time, Biff. Mm. This is how old were we in two thousand fifteen? That was eight years ago. So we were twelve. Eight years younger. <laughs> uh, we were twenty seven. Twelve was the math I got. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were twenty seven. I think that's the math. Okay. Yeah, I broke up with him for the fourth time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Biff. You all right there? Yep. Still tastes just as good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with my breakup, which was my decision. In fact, this is the fourth time in two and a half years that I broke up with my boyfriend. He's an amazing guy and has done nothing wrong. 
which makes it that much more difficult. Mm. He loved me completely and wanted to spend his life with me. We are not kids. I am 60 and he is 57. Oh. We have a lot of things in common, but there were some difficulties, namely with money. He has nothing and works very hard and long hours doing a job he doesn't enjoy. The sex was good, but not great. Both of these issues were concerns of mine pretty much from the beginning of the relationship. Over time, I started shutting down and eventually became a shrew, getting upset with him for every little thing. I couldn't stand myself or the way I was acting, which is why I broke up with him the last time. The times before, he was devastated and wanted nothing more than to get back together, and I regretted my decision and went back. But every time, it was the same. Now he is done and is moving on, and I am sick over it. Of course, I don't blame him because I was awful to him, but I'm now wondering whether there's something wrong with me or was it just that I didn't love him enough? He's very upset and doesn't even wish to speak with me, which is so different from before. I don't want to hurt him anymore, but I am miserable and wondering if I blew a relationship with the best man I ever had in my life, what should I do? This mind fuck of a question. You don't want him, but you don't want anyone else to have him. Mm -hmm. And you want to be with him. Mm -hmm but you don't mm -hmm. and also you're 60. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure. I wasn't even going there in my head. I, but that definitely caught me off guard because I was expecting that to be like 20, 30 year old. Yeah. You know? When you said like, we're not kids anymore. I was waiting to hear like we're 35. Yeah. That's what I was. No, we're close to retirement. This fucking one. My brain already hurts. Mm -hmm. What's the question? <laughs> What should I do? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's basically moving on and wants nothing yeah, to do Yeah, because after the fourth time of being dumbed, yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm out also. Mm -hmm. She didn't like who she was when she was with him. And before, he just wanted to be back with her. And so, now. So I don't know if this is a case of she just wasn't emotionally fulfilled with him or if she just has things going on my guess yeah based on experience yeah. she wasn't fulfilled right but she also found nothing wrong with him right despite thinking she knew what was wrong with she him, knows he's a great guy she which is why she doesn't guy. want him to move on because she's like why am i not giving this great guy a chance ah uh, i see where you're yeah. relating see where yes what i did last year yeah. <laughs> and the few years and <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, i gotcha mm -hmm. thank you okay so punishing the innocent essentially but also beating yourself up because why don't i like this really good guy exactly mm. why don't i like this person who's perfect trying to force but i can't to, right but i don't the, like this person but they're not perfect, perfect for me yeah and i can't accept that because they're perfect. Because they're perfect and I hurt their feelings. I hurt a perfectly good person's feelings. So I'm going to let you go ahead and answer this one. <laughs> I think I just did. <laughs> what should I do? What should she do? Let go. Leave this guy alone. Yeah, I let agree. Let go. This is what you should do. Yeah. It's not. Also, that's, that's not four times breaking up with someone. Dude, I can't like, imagine. I almost. Say it. Imagine. <laughs> What was it? Just just before so it's just over a year now. Like I would have I would have put this poor guy through the same thing that I put him through and I, I literally like did this big romantic gesture to try to get him back. But I know better. I knew when I was doing it. Mm. What do you think was even though you you're saying you knew better, mm -hmm. what was the driving force of you're still going to pursue this even though hope. you knew better hope for what for both of us yeah for him to you know kind of acknowledge more of my needs and me to acknowledge more of those quote-unquote shortcomings because they weren't shortcoming you they guys, just weren't it was just not a match they were just not a match okay so do you think that kind of can come down to something within yourself that you don't feel that you will find somebody who is a good match so you're kind of clinging on to you know this is good enough let me hang on to this that's one aspect because this can go one of two ways which and that 
that's the first way, right? Or I, w- I won't find somebody that great for me. Like, I got to make myself okay with this. I got to make this work for me, right? Yeah. The other side is I don't deserve anybody that's great. I can't make this work for me, but I'm sure as hell going to try. Uh, and I straddled that line So was between it, the two. Was it when you said, I can't find anybody who's great for me, like settling? Settling. Because I don't believe that I deserve great. I don't believe that I deserve great or this guy is too great for me. Or there's just like this, it's it spirals, right? Because you can spin both of those scenarios in either direction. Uh-huh. But that's a big part of it is like, I don't deserve to be happy. I'm not going to find better than this. I'm not going to, either I'm not going to find better than this or I can find better. There's a self-sabotage one way or the other. But if it's, I can find better, what's making you hang on to it? Oh, I was just specific to me. To me, specific to me, this was, I'm not going to find somebody as kind well, just, and as, yeah, yeah, to me. Specific to you, but like also with the like, I don't want this relationship, but I don't want to let it go. Because I feel like we can all relate to that on some level. You know, it's there are instances where you hold on to what you have until you can find something better so that a part of you is fulfilled, so that you're able to satisfy a need within yourself somehow. You know, I don't know if I can necessarily relate on all of that. There's definitely a portion of me that there was a need that needed to be fulfilled, but there was much more that wasn't much more that wasn't. And that's what brought me to my final, like, you know, like I need to stop pursuing this. It wasn't just him rejecting me in public, um, but it was, you know, me also talking to myself and talking to you and some of our other friends were just like, you know, you've got to like, got to be okay with this. You've got to let this go because like I, I recognized in me that this was just going to be a pattern that repeated itself. Yeah, you did. You did mention that to me while this was going on for you. Yeah, I didn't want this to happen. And the big thing was for me, like to kind of wake up was like, I didn't want this to happen to him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. He is a great guy. Right. Why would I do that to him? Right. Why am I doing that to him? Mm -hmm. Just didn't make sense. Uh, we re- reconnected some time afterwards and, and had discussions about that. And we text friendly back and forth today. But like, that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. You know, after four times, I can say you should probably cut ties. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just what I have to contribute to this little doozy. Yeah, no, let that, was, go. that was good insight because everybody has their reasons on why they do stay. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, it just, it's spun in so many different directions and I can... I can kind of justify the two polar opposite ends of these different facets yeah. each way because of how I operate and who I am. Yeah. And I know me. And I can't tell you which one I most relate to because I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> That's my defense. And I'm sticking to it. I, so at first I heard because I'm only a bro. <laughs> Oh, how accurate is that? <laughs> and then I clicked that because like, I'm a Libra. And I was like, oh, that's also still very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have anything else for this one? Just that you just, you got to figure out what, why you're trying to still hang on. The problem is you know what you want. Right. That's and, the problem. And you feel like I'm 60 years old. I'm never going to find someone yeah. Or whatever it is. That Best you're man I've yourself. ever had in my life. And quote. still don't like him. Still don't like him. Imagine that. It's fine. It's totally okay. For sure. You gotta You know go, what you I want. Agree that you do need to let him go. You gotta go. And he's right for moving on. Because you ain't dumping me more than one time. Uh no. You ain't dumping me more than two times. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Beth. <laughs> Are you reflecting now? <laughs> Let's get to the response. Please stay away from this man. Mm. <laughs> How very direct. I like Meredith <laughs> from Boston. If you want to do some self-exploration about why you weren't happy, talk to a friend or find a good therapist. You don't need to date this guy again to figure out why it didn't work. All you can do is trust your gut and move on. It's tough to be the bad guy, 
breaker upper, but please know that letting him go is the good guy move. Whenever you're having doubts about walking away, remember the sentence. I couldn't stand myself or the way I was acting, which is why I broke up with him this last time. You're supposed to like yourself when you're around your significant other. If you don't, you have to walk away. If this is how you feel and behave in every relationship, you should absolutely consider talking to a professional about your motivation. But if it just didn't work with this particular guy, give yourself a break. Sometimes two good people just aren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Oh, readers, why is she having doubts? Meredith. Yep. I love that she involves the readers in this. Yeah, I, I'm really liking Meredith. That was really good. Yeah, and so relatable. And not just because she sided with us. <laughs> And by us, I mean you. What? Just kidding. Whatever. Just kidding. This is a. This I'm is totally ill-advised. Kidding. We are ill-advised. Yeah. I am team. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yes. Okay. From January twenty second, twenty twenty one. My husband is a bad kisser. Oh. Yes. Hi, Meredith. My husband and I have been together for about 10 years now, and from the beginning, he's been a terrible kisser. He was really sexually inexperienced when we met, and I thought that over time he learned to kiss me the way I want, but that hasn't happened. His kissing technique is a huge turnoff for me, so much so that I avoid kissing him during sex. The problem is that he has confidence issues in bed, and if I tell him I don't like something, he takes it personally and mopes. So I've tried to frame my feedback in a positive way, praising stuff I like, but it hasn't stuck. I feel like a broken record and I'm also just so frustrated and worry we're not compatible. I'm even, I've am even i even considered affairs. The kissing example is just one of many things he does that bother me and I'm not sure how to tell him the stuff he's been doing for 10 years now just isn't working without him feeling like a failure. All I want to do is be honest. I just want a good sex life and I want to talk about what I want in bed without him moping like a sad sack. <laughs> no lack, pun intended. I find a lack of confidence a huge turnoff too, so it's a self-perpetuating problem. What to do here? Turned off. This is a big one. I do feel like we should mention that like it's a thing to have to like let people know what you like. So we've mentioned that communicating about what you want in bed is so important. And is a huge component to communicating in your relationship and not just on the sexual front, right? So that's mm-hmm. how you kind of convey trust in the other person and how you actually form that bond and that confidence between the two of you. Right. That's how you build and grow together. So learn. Framing it in a positive way is a really good approach. Absolutely. Whatever that means. But that's not working in this case. Right. So what do you think? You've done everything you can. You've said it every way possible. Well, it but doesn't he still sucks. Doesn't sound like I've said it every way possible. It sounds like I'm only saying what I like or what he is doing well. You're not saying what you need. I'm not saying you're really great at going down on me, but you're not really great at kissing my face. <laughs> <laughs> But even that, she's saying like, well, she hasn't given specific examples, but it's been lackluster by her account. Yeah. So So he's, she did say he's inexperienced and he's clearly, she also said that he's feeling insecure about that. He, yeah, he gets kind of like mopey and insecure when she brings up stuff. Which completely impedes on like the whole learning process. Right? Like, you're not a bad person for not knowing your partner's sexual wants, needs, or desires. Especially because those are ever-changing. Let's put that out there. That, but also you aren't super experienced, right? Like, even if you are super experienced, doesn't mean you're going to know everyone's individual wants or needs. Right. So to, like, feel like you're not good enough or like you're doing things wrong or you're not satisfying your woman and then getting all like mopey and whatever about it versus like, all right, well, show me or teach me or tell me or, you know what I mean? That becomes a him issue. So it's like, yeah. And not only that, but it's like, 
now I'm just all together. Like now I'm, I not only not getting satisfied sexually, but now like you're a little bit draining because I have to now emotionally you're, yeah, babysit you. Right. Cause yeah. now you're being a crybaby because you weren't aware <laughs> of certain things. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a call for therapy right there to figure out why that makes him do that. And, you know, well, kind of, we know what, I mean, we can guess why. Yeah. But why know, does especially it, especially as like a man, it's like, I'm not satisfying you. Uh, I'm right. But I mean, like he takes it, he takes the hit so personally and then just doesn't grow from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a constant, like taking that hit. So it kind of begs the question, like, have you talked about his reaction? Because you said, you know, it's draining it becomes draining to take care of his emotions because you want your needs met because, because your ego is bruised and because his ego is bruised it's not your job to babysit or her job to babysit his emotions when she's trying to communicate her needs yeah you know we can't be like we can't stop communicating because we might hurt the other person's feelings that's what it means to be in a relationship yeah i was just gonna say that not only is training, but it also closes that line of communication. Yeah. Well, if there was apparently there isn't one at all, that right there just discourages it altogether. So is there right. an open line? Right. I, this whole time, I've only been curious about like how it's the situations being approached. Yeah. I'm wondering too if like saying, oh my God, I love that is not even close to like, oh, maybe if you kissed me this way or like, I'd really love it if bit my lip while you were kissing me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they did mention like, I let him know the things that I like, but it doesn't seem to be. So I'm just curious in the way that it's being presented. The way that it's being presented. I always said. We're having sex and obviously I'm making noises and oh my god and you know what i mean so it's probably difficult to like pinpoint oh she really just liked that yeah you know what i mean i don't know i don't know how people hide it i'm like down left over no not even i'm just like so i don't never been so quiet like you (laughs) are you done yet because i'm not (laughs) you're you're good you're good great i got i right i mean I left a roast on the counter. In the bathroom. I gotta go put it in the freezer. <laughs> the bathroom freezer. In the bathroom freezer. Um, <laughs> it's draining in the tub. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I would be super curious. Yeah, I think that's very valid because I've always said the best time to kind of communicate what you want sexually is in the middle of it. Yeah. Because it's always, it's it's in the moment it's i mean like i know you're just kind of like left left right but like sometimes that's what you need yeah and that's what they're gonna remember you know it's like some people learn by application (laughs) you know yeah and that's a perfect example of it so that's that's like just my two cents on like how is it delivered well here's a good place for you to start but we don't know anything about that just that it's been a positive spin and he gets mopey like his best friend just moved away in college or something yeah i'm curious if they would be even open to like maybe if she has like a specific thing that she likes like maybe finding a porn Mm. and watching it with him not in like a watch this so you can learn but just like Oh, babe, I got a little something, something, and like, put it going and just see if he picks up what you're putting down or what that other dude's putting down. Right, right, right. If he can't pick it up. Although, if he responds and like, Moby crybaby, I don't know if he'll be open to. No, I drink some other man, bang. Why, you want to fuck him? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) Right. Why do you think we're watching this? Yes. 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 Otherwise, I have a roast draining in the tub. <laughs> or I'm going to just drain my own roast. I already said it I to don't... spin. <laughs> What's the specific question? Just how does she... What to do here? Yeah. I... Because his lack of confidence is a huge turnoff and it's self-perpetuating problem. His confidence is a him issue and you can't stroke his ego for him. You just can't. It's not fair. It's not fair, but it also sounds like if you're considering an affair, it kind of sounds like you're done too. 
Yeah, I hate like, to let's say that. be open and honest. Sex is a huge part of a relationship. Yes. Yes. It can't just be sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like it needs to be fulfilling for both sides. Especially if you're in like a long-term committed relationship and this is the only person that you are getting your sexual pleasures from. Right. Like that's a freaking big deal. Right. And How you have you every right to... to let your partner know your wants, needs, wishes, fantasies. Yep. And that's And that. if they're not open to it, that's kind of balls in your court now. Right. Pun intended. I guess, do we want to get to the answer? I, th- I don't, I don't, I think- just really, really am dying to know yep. the approach that yeah. she's taking. Is she giving him like a blue ribbon and being like, like, is she better literally- luck next time, champ? <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Is like, she is like- it just a simple, I love when you do that and like that's it? Yeah. Because then that's kind of not okay. He knows that you like that specific thing, but like he doesn't know that you don't like the other things right you oh that's I mean? that's that also makes, the important that's that really important difference. like I, what you don't like is super important forget what you like and if and whether or not it's being done right but what you don't like is also super important you're not yeah. you're not you're going not, to have a fulfilling, you're not giving him lasting, something to fix if right. you're just saying like oh, i love when you do that yeah because then he's going to keep doing everything else the same and make sure he includes that one specific thing that you pointed out so I, I guess I'm. Well, actually, so it looks like she has brought up to him what she prefers and he takes it personally. So he's just not receiving criticism. And so I've tried to frame my feedback in a positive way, praising the stuff I like, but it hasn't stuck. So even in a positive light, when he re- when he responds, when he's receptive, it's just like one year in one year out the other. So we didn't pick up on that. Yeah, he just needs help. Yeah, take him to a coach. <laughs> sort of thing. A big, fine, sexy one who knows how to fuck. Yes, that's going to be a steep fee. <laughs> is there a sex coach? I'm sure there is. Not someone who's going to be like there like yoga sex teachers and really, yeah. What? There's you can take your man and go to a sex person who's going to like teach it. Lots of stuff. Am I still wearing my jeans? I don't know if that's optional. <laughs> Is that extra? <laughs> yeah, knowing that though, it's like it's kind of like you've tried working with him. It's really worth like a last ditch effort conversation. Just just like, you know, I'm I'm trying to work with you and have these conversations with you and you're either receptive or you don't really pay attention and I'm I'm sorry to approach it this way, but you know, I don't know, maybe we can go to a sex counselor or whatever, you know, but I'm not entirely satisfied and the way that you respond is turning me off. That's another clear form of communication you have to have. And then from there, if things don't improve, like my recommendation is you're just not compatible. Yeah, you either deal with this or you don't. Yeah, I I can't imagine those people who like go years being in sexually incompatible relationships. I don't really get that. I'm like the first time. If it didn't stick, we didn't either. <laughs> Amen to that. Right? Yeah. Response? Yes. Okay. Many good sex columnists have written great takes about what to do with bad kissers. Dan Savage has talked about it on his podcast. I'm not a sex columnist, but I do care a lot about feelings and relationship problems that sit unaddressed until someone hits a wall. That's where you are. And what I'm hearing from you is that you felt unsatisfied for 10 years. Not just with the kissing, but with other stuff too. You feel like you can't talk about any of it because it makes things worse. You're considering affairs. For all you revealed, you declined to tell us even one reason you're with this man. What makes you happy in the marriage? The moping around like a sad sack comment makes me think the two of you could use some counseling so you can work on communication. I think it's worth it because you need help getting through the uncomfortable conversations. Like maybe he likes doing some of the kissing things you find unpleasant. It'd be nice to highlight incompatibilities and learn how to work around them, assuming you can. I want you to think about why you mentioned affairs but not leaving for good. Maybe there's a lot keeping you in the relationship, or perhaps it's about convenience. But the kissing issue and the fear of talking about it speaks to a greater problem. 
If using positive feedback isn't moving things along, you need more help. Meredith. Mm-hmm. What we said. Literally. We, listen, we keep We just need to quit it. our jobs and become I don't know, columnists. Beth. I don't know. You're supposed to become a psychologist. What better columnist than a psychologist? Yes. And very great point. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, I guess like moral of the story is just everybody go to fucking therapy. And talk to your partners. <laughs> what the fuck? Talk to them. I know. I don't understand that. Like, I just don't understand it. Is it possible that you and I have been so vocal for so long about our feelings and our relationships and stuff that we just don't remember what it's like to not be able to have that outlet? I don't know what it is. I don't, I just, for me, I I can't like, I can't grapple with the idea of like, if somebody's communicating something to me, especially if it's something that has to do with me, I made you feel a certain way or whatever. And me not being open and like accepting to that. Like, I just, I can't. My my brain can't grasp that, like just immediately being defensive yeah. or immediately trying to flip it. Or there's a part that I can remember of me, or a version of me that I can remember that would have probably responded on the defensive. Yeah, in high school. Sure, but even after that, I there was just an avoidant part of me, a, in kind of acknowledging the other person from. And their needs from being awkward, but also also feeling like also also or yeah. also always <laughs> feeling like there was it was some sort of like an attack on me and my person, you know. But that also probably could be a reflect of the approach at the time too. Absolutely. So and it's definitely human nature to like feel attacked if somebody's saying, like, you made me feel like shit. Yeah. Right? Like it's not normal. Or human nature to be like, oh my god, I did. Right. You know what I mean? But like, in any point of that conversation, right? Like your immediate defense goes up. Like, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't intentionally do that. I wasn't. But then that doesn't, to not be able to shift to like, okay, okay. Right? Like, okay, let me hear, let me listen. Right? Because like, especially if it's something that I didn't intentionally do to hurt you. I want to learn. I want to fix that. Right. So I can avoid that later. Yeah. There's, I guess with experience comes a logic and a rationale that you don't experience in high school, (laughs) like a maturity. (laughs) Um, But I mean, over time to, I, I, I can agree with you where I'm like, I can't imagine a time where I didn't consider the other person. Period. At any time, right? At any time. Even if you're if it's in the aftermath, right? Like yep. you respond, you're like, bro, I didn't even fucking you know what I mean? Yep. But then later it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, my bad. Yeah. You gotta like take a minute and admit you were kind of wrong for reacting that way. And for yeah. whatever you did that for hurt their feelings. And, and right. Fuck it being a teenager is I so just... exhausting. <laughs> I wanted to be a teenager again. Because I didn't give a fuck you didn't about give your a feelings. Fuck. I was gonna say, because you don't want to give a fuck. Oh. Yeah, but this was a good column. And we yeah, had a I few really like We had a hard time picking the questions too, just based on the titles. So there's one we're so doing next week from the same from right. Meredith. From Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty great. I actually I kind of fell in love with Meredith on on first podcast. <laughs> Love it first. Right. Record. We like Meredith. Yeah. Hearts to Meredith. And we're going to do at least one more question of hers next week because I. Yeah, we didn't get to it this week. And it was one that you really it. wanted yes. to do. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all we got this week for our, our fantastic and wonderful listeners. Yes. You beautiful, kind, wonderful people. Keep loving us. We will keep loving you. And we will keep loving you. And you can communicate to us 
what you do not like. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll fix it, okay? <laughs> we, we won't cry about we, it. We will fix it after a short we will learn. Fit. Yes, we will learn how to kiss you. That's fit with a PH. Because we're <laughs> mature. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to check us out on consent to treat podcast with rachel sievers available wherever you listen to podcast and in the meantime send us your questions let us know what you want advice on or your comments your concerns all of your concerns ill advise the podcast at gmail.com we're also now available on youtube little by little you'll be finding our episodes there Um, Nothing special, but it's just another way for us to reach out. But there are various other platforms. Mm. Where else, Biff? Like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. (gasps) Ill-advised the podcast. Oh, fantastic. And thank you to our wonderful (laughs) listeners. You're fantastic. Everything about you is great. I say just take a chance and listen to the guy. And thank you for listening. You've been ill-advised.